0: Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Words with God. It's been such an amazing time of studying God's Word with you, and I trust God that you've been blessed as much as I've been blessed. So today, I was thinking about Elijah, you know, thinking about my prayer life, thinking about prayer generally, and what it means to pray certain kind of prayers, how to pray certain kind of prayers. Is there a particular type of prayer that you can pray, that can give you the kind of results that you want. And I, Elijah, for some reason, just came to my heart and I, I had to go into the world to study a little bit about him. And I want us to just go on a journey with the story of Elijah for a bit and just see the things Elijah did, how Elijah was able to react to every situation, how Elijah spoke in every situation, what led him. the things that he did to the type of prayers that he prayed especially knowing that prior to that time there was not the Holy Spirit even guide us as the Holy Spirit is guiding us now for some reason Elijah just came to my heart and I just want to share that and do that study with you so we're going to go into the bible to the book of first king from chapter seven I won't be able to read all the chapters or the verses but I'm just going to take Key elements based on my study of things Elijah did. Where I'm going to in this particular episode is prayer, being able to be specific, being able to pray certain kind of prayers in certain situations that will get certain results based on what the Bible says. So we're gonna start from 1st King chapter 1st King chapter 16 and chapter 17 from verse 1 now elijah the tishbite from tishbe in gilead said to here, as the lord the god of israel lives for myself there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word and i paused there for a bit because the next verse jumped straight into uh, elijah being fed by ravens but i had to pause there that particular verse you know what gave Elijah that kind of boldness to go to the king? You know, the king back then was a very brutal, crazy fellow. It was it was known to do things to. So it was actually even a risk. We're talking about here as um, Jezebel's husband. It was even actually a risk to even go to stand in his presence, to go to stand in his front, and to literally tell him what Elijah went to tell the king. What Elijah went to tell here that was it will neither rain or would there be dew in the next few years except at my word and it just made me think about it for a bit what could give a man that kind of confidence what could make a man have that type of boldness enough to go and stand in front of a man that could possibly kill him and tell him that look i'm about to stop everything because famine was a major thing back then Farming was how they made money, traded, how they did everything. So it was a major, it's almost like telling the president right now in this economy that, look, you're not going to profit, you're not going to make anything. You're not going to move forward or progress in the next few years because I said so. That is a level of authority that I needed to study, a level I needed to understand that. I needed to understand how Elijah was thinking. Because back then, at best, he heard about God from the time of his fathers, Abraham, Moses, Isaac, Jacob, Joshua. But not necessarily had encountered God at that level. But that knowledge was enough for him. That knowledge was enough for him to go and meet the king and tell the king that there will neither be rain nor dew everything is going to be on pause for the next few years there must have been something Elijah knew there must have been something Elijah understood there must have been a revelation of God that Elijah found that gave him that kind of confidence and assurance because one of the key elements that you will need when you're going to God in prayer is confidence that's why the Bible says come boldly come boldly to the throne of grace that you will obtain mercy You need to be confident. And that was one of the things that I I learned while studying Elijah. Elijah was full of confidence. He was full of confidence. This was the first time they mentioned Elijah. And the first thing was the audacity to which he spoke to the king about putting everything on oath at his own words. It wasn't like it was God that told him to go and tell the king. No, 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 no. He had the kind of confidence that was enough to make his word become God to climate, become God to an economy, become God to circumstances and situations that had no permutation, that had no study or anything. That is confidence. And Ahab couldn't say anything or do anything about it. So I went on further to study. The next verse spoke about God you know, sending him a word after he had declared that there would be no rain or dew because he needed sustenance. By himself, he went to stop and declare no rain or dew. But he had a strong knowledge of God, enough for him to still go back to God and God was still able to speak to him. So God said, then the word of the Lord, that's in verse 2 of the same 1 Kings chapter 17. He says, the word of the Lord came to Elijah, leave here. Turn eastward and hide in the great raven. That means He must have said must have caused a lot of trouble, a lot of, probably a lot of people. What do you mean? How can, who are you? And all those things. But you see, God was with him. He, he knew God was with him because he had God. He said, I have directed the ravens to supply you with food there. Said you would drink from the brook. So he did what the Lord had said to him. He went to the Kerit raven east of the Jordan and stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. And he drank from the brook. This was the same person that by himself. Nobody sent him on that errand. Or at least the Bible didn't make any record of it. But I believe there was something that was burning in his heart. There was something that must have pushed a man to have that kind of confidence and audacity to go all the way to the king, to tell the king that I'm gonna stop the heavens. I'm gonna stop the weather. I'm gonna stop rain or dew, nothing. Yet God still sent him a word, God still showed up. There must be something Elijah knew. And as we're reading and going through this story, I want you to be thinking about This one question, what do you know about God? What do you know about God? How well do you know God? How well do you know him? How well do you know his word? And in the third year, I'm jumping all the way to chapter 18. Like I said, it's a long read. So you're going to spend as much time as you can to read through all of this. I'm going to jump to chapter 18 because I just want to take some few points so that we can get to where we're going to. So chapter 18 starts with, after a long time, in the third year, the word of the Lord came to Elijah. This is three years after he had declared that there would be no rain or dew. And God's word kept coming to him. That means Elijah must have been sensitive, right? For you to be hearing God consistently, For three straight years, that means you're spending consistent time, consistent time with God. Because this was three years after. There must have been a particular reason why the Bible mentioned the number of years, so that we can pay attention to how long it was and the consistency to which Elijah was still chasing after God, probably seeking the things of God, studying, praying, understanding what it means to be a child of God. That is an amazing feeling. He says, after a long time, in the third year, the word of the Lord came to Elijah, go and present yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain on the land. So Elijah went to present himself to Ahab. Now this time, it was God that said he should go and tell, Eli- tell Ahab, brother that he's sending rain. It wasn't Elijah this time around that went to meet Ahab to tell Ahab that he was sending rain. This time it was on God's word. So I sat down and thought about it. Could it be possible that there was a knowledge of his word that Elijah had in the first place that gave him the kind of confidence he needed? And why 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 rain? Why did he say rain should stop? Why? Why did he go and meet Elijah? Why did you go and meet Ahab? Why? Why did you go and meet Ahab? To tell him that rain should stop. What was the reason? What was his intention? What was his plan really? What was it with stopping the rain that was so important that he had to go to the king, present himself, risk death. And in the later chapter, I realized that there was a confrontation with him and the prophets of Baal and the whole story was about Elijah proving to them that there was just one God. So, could it be that all this while, all Elijah was pushing was God's agenda? He needed his people to know God, he needed his people to understand that there is a God. There is a God in heaven that is able to do exceedingly abundantly, that is enough for you not Baal, not Dagon, not any other person or thing that can talk and Elijah went as far as proving it to them by putting them together him versus the prophets of Baal just so that the whole Israelite can come back to that consciousness that there is a God in heaven that answers because he literally said let the God that answers by fire be the God. So all this while, all his desire was to show people, was to let people know the God of Elijah, the God of Moses, the God that parted the Red Sea. Because those were the stories he probably grew up with. There was a knowledge of God that was a test for knowledge in the things of God that pushed him, that inspired him, that gave him the audacity to actually go ahead and pray, to actually go ahead and do these certain things. How Moses split the Red Sea. How Joshua told the son to stop for a few hours. The miracles of manna. How David fought Goliath. These were moves of God that he had spent time studying, reading, meditating that has been passed down to him one generation after another and here he was in a world where they had started forgetting who God was and the only way he could show them was to pray, was to speak, was to declare and one of the beautiful things about God that he spoke of in the Bible he said he's waiting to perform that which he has said. So for every time you go into the place of prayer, to pray, have this in mind. What did God say concerning this thing? Because you see, sometimes prayer can be very tedious, prayer can be very stressful if you don't understand who you're praying to. If you don't know who you're praying to, prayer can become a routine. Prayer can become something that you just, it could be a recite recitation. But Elijah taught me about prayer like I've never seen or heard before. Elijah was a man of prayer. It was prayer that brought him this far. But you see, it wasn't just a routine. Every prayer Elijah prayed was based on the knowledge and the word he got. So when you go into God's presence, go in with the word of God. After he had, the story didn't finish there. Because like I said, it's a long read. That where it blew my mind, and that's where we're going to end for this particular episode, was the prayer he prayed, what he had to do to get the rain to come back. That that was what blew my mind. After he had done everything he had done with the whole, a lot of things happened afterwards. Like I said, read your Bible. We're starting from First Kings chapter sixteen all the way to chapter eighteen. When he had finished doing all the great work, calling on God for fire, because I had to think about it like before Elijah, nobody prayed for fire to come down. What could have inspired him? It wasn't like he saw it. It wasn't like there was a premise or there was somebody that had gone ahead of him before that prayed for fire to come down. No. It was because David, he had heard about David, how David brought down Goliath with a stone. He had heard about Moses. He had heard about all these people. He had read their stories. I stayed and spent enough time in the world and with God enough to know that call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things. All this led into this point. Three years after, still hearing God, still consistent, still at it, nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing shaking, still expectant of God's word. You can't give up halfway. You can't just throwing the towel just because of a little challenge just because of small challenges all around, you have to trust that God is in it with you, you have to see God in it with you and Elijah said to Haya this was what this part blew my mind, and Elijah said to Haya that's chapter 18, 1st King chapter 18 from verse 41 says go, eat and drink for there is a sound of a heavy rain. In the first place, remember it was the one that said there would be no rain. Now the word of God had spoken to him and told him, let there be rain, go and tell Ahab. So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but see what Elijah did. And I want you to pay particular attention to this part because you see sometimes you might need to take out certain time you might need to shut off everything. There must be something you're looking for, something you're hungry for, something you truly desire. In one of our episodes, we spoke about desire. You there's a kind of hunger, there's a kind of desire. There are certain things that you want that you need to pay particular attention to to obtain it. Elijah went and climbed up Hammer, bent down to the ground, and put his face between his knees. That was a posture, right? What that meant for me was that it shut off everything, every noise, every discouragement, what the news is saying, what the situation is saying, the doctor's report. It shut everything down just to focus on this one thing that he desired. And that desire was totally dependent on what God had told him. That desire was not based on a personal agenda, was not based on on what others were saying, was based on what God told him. God told him that he should go and present himself to the king, that he was going to send him. And he says he bent down to the ground, shutting everything out, every form of distraction, and put his face between his knees. And he started praying. And he told his servant, go and look towards the sea. He was looking for a sign. And he went up and looked. And the servant told him, there is nothing there. He said, Bible says seven times. Bible said it. Seven times Elijah said, go back. Seven times. That means Elijah kept at it. He didn't give up. This was after he got a word. What are you trusting God for? What are you believing God for? What do you desire? That maybe after a few one or two challenges you're giving them. After a few bad reports you're tired. And God is telling you, I'm still working. I'm at work. I'm in the background putting all things together. To work together for your good. Because I love you seven times it was on the mountain don't get it wrong that means the servant had to run down seven times up and the mountains then were not small mountains they were not hills they were mountains but they run seven times back and forth that makes it 14 back and forth right yet Elijah did not give up and Bible says at the seventh time The servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. There was a focus. It was the sea because he told him, go and look towards the sea. There was an expectation. There was something Elijah was expectant of because God gave him a word and he stayed at it. He kept at it seven times. He kept at it. And the servant came back the seventh time and said, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. And that was enough for Elijah. That was enough. That was all he needed. He didn't need to see the dark clouds. He didn't need to see the thunder. He didn't need to see the lightning. The servant could barely see the cloud because they said it's as small as a man's hand all up in the sky first things first that servant's eye is very very sharp but beyond that do you know how small how tiny that cloud must have been for it to be enough for the servant to take back as a report of what God has already begun to do. What are the things you're looking Are you seeing God move in your life? Are you seeing God in every situation of your life? Are you looking and actually seeing? Because you have to be able to see God in everything for you to know that God is moving. Elijah prayed the seventh time. The seventh time. I'm not saying that you should pray seven times. That's not the focus. The focus is Elijah kept at it. Elijah kept at it based on the word God gave him. You can't give up on God's word. God's word is powerful enough to do exactly as he has said. We serve a God that does not change. We serve a God that does not lie. We think there's no shadow of turning. If he has said it, he would do it. You have to know that. And the only way is knowing his word. When you go to him, you take his word with him. The God is excited when you bring his word to him because those are the things that he has said. He wants to do them. He's looking for people that will bring it, will present it to him. He said he's waiting on his word to perform it. He even told Mary, Blessed is she that believeth, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told out of the Lord. That means when God says it, there's going to be a performance. If he has called you blessed, then that means there's a performance of blessing waiting to happen for you. If he has called you healed, that means there's healing waiting to be performed. If he has called you rich, that means there are riches waiting to perform on you. But what are you saying? What are you saying? What do you know about God? Elijah knew something he knew something and that's the key here Elijah knew something about God that was enough for him to take to the place of prayer prayer is not just something you do out of routine prayer is not just something you do to fulfill all righteousness prayer is not just something you do because you have a need prayer is you taking God's Word to him and discussing it with him until you get and he says it will answer And I'm going to end with James from verse 14. Sorry, verse 13. And I'm going to read different versions because I need you to understand that in everything, you should pray. Prayer is too important for you to take as something so light or so trivial or as a routine or you need somebody else to do it for you says is there any among you in trouble let him pray TPT says are there, any, are there any believers in your fellowship suffering great hardship or distress encourage them to pray is there any among you suffering you should pray Movie said if you are having trouble you should pray AMPC said is any among you afflicted ill treated Suffering evil, he should pray. King James says, is there any among you suffering? Let him pray. Prayer is important. Pray, you must pray. But I'm telling you, pray the word of God. Stand, be expectant. Don't give up. Your prayer counts. Your prayer matters. God has heard you. You have spoken his word to him. He will perform it. He will perform it. He will do it. But pray. Pray. God bless you. Go back and study this word. Listen to this over and over again. And go to your place of prayer. In understanding and in knowledge. And be expectant. Thank you for joining in